Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. Thank you so much for joining us today at Vertical Church Online. Um, And I just want to say thank you for hanging in there with us. Uh, For all of you who uh, call Vertical Church home, this has been your home church for a while now. I really do. Thank you for hanging in uh, with us through the ebbs and flows of this thing. I know, um, you know, these, this week and last week's not exactly how we had planned it. Uh, thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you for praying for, for me and for our family. And uh, we're we're on the other side of this thing, and uh, I'm I'm excited for for our our uh, country, our world, to get on the other side of uh, of COVID-19. And I recognize it's a process. Uh, but we're in this together, and uh, we're going to keep praying for each other, praying for everybody who's sick, praying for people who are are losing loved ones, and and uh, let's do our part uh, to uh, to keep everybody safe. So. Um, uh, just like Pastor Hope said a few minutes ago, our regathering Sunday is August 2nd. Uh, that's the new date uh, that we've picked and uh, excited about that. And let me tell you, if you um, are available, we could use your hands uh, on August 1st for the setup team as we set up for the first time in five months, I believe, something like that. Uh, that's going to be crazy. But also uh, for our VIP team and uh, for, for cleaning, we need uh, to assemble a, a legit cleaning team both during and after. And so uh, if you're interested in that, let us know um, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure that you get all the information that you need. So let's just jump right in today uh, to our message, Reset Week 8. Can you believe this is the eighth week of this series going through the book of Acts? And we're in Acts chapter 9 this week. Last week, Acts chapter 8, we saw you know, barriers were broken, right? Like Acts chapter 8, it it starts off with the gospel going into Samaria. And then at the end, the gospel is being taken into Africa by this Ethiopian eunuch after an encounter with Philip. And I, I just, I love seeing right here in the book of Acts, how the gospel breaks down the barriers of racial division. And I think that's a reminder for the the time we're living in right now. Listen, the gospel breaks the barriers of racial division. So as we get into Acts chapter 9, verse 1, we're, we're full of expectation. We're full of anticipation. God is rocking Samaria. God is breaking new ground. New continents are coming to know Jesus. Verse Uh, Verse 1, chapter 9, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. Oh, and right like that, man, all of the air just gets sucked out of the sails, right? Can you feel the, the change with that one word, meanwhile? Meanwhile, like... On one hand, God is moving and blessing and revival's taking place in Samaria and and God is transporting, literally transporting Philip from this encounter with an Ethiopian eunuch into a new town to bring the gospel to new people. Meanwhile, Saul is over here making a mess of things. And isn't that just the dichotomy of life, right? Like, I don't know if that's how you feel sometimes, but man, that word, meanwhile, it captures so much of how I feel like my life 
has gone in 2020. Like, on one hand, man, it's going good in this area and God's blessing and things are just exploding with the grace of God. Meanwhile, over here, something is, is completely collapsing. Something is flared up. Something is just crumbling under, the, uh, under some attack. And, and it's like, we just got finished going through this challenge and it's a victory and, and they were persecuting the church. But now look, man, revival's breaking forth. Meanwhile, over here, we're facing another difficulty. Saul is up to no good. And maybe, like in our lives, that's how it goes, right? Like maybe for you, it's like, Home life is going great. Like God is blessing. You and your spouse have never been more intimate. You're close to your kids. Things are going great. God is blessing and you feel you're making so much progress at home. Meanwhile, at work, your boss is being a jerk. And, and, and you just can't seem to get any progress and you keep getting overlooked and you're afraid your, 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 your whole place is just going to collapse and go into bankruptcy and you're going to be out of a job or maybe you've, you've been given the notice that, that your, your company's downsizing because of the economy and, and it's like God's blessing over here and then over here, man, Saul is getting with it. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe for you, job, the, 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 your, your, your career is blossoming. Maybe for you, the last six months, you've never experienced more favor and grace upon your work ever before in your life, but your health is taking a hit. And, and, and you just got a diagnosis or you just, you know, you're experiencing some pain that maybe you're, you're that, that's kind of freaking you out and you don't know what's going on. Or, or maybe for you, like your health is good. You're, maybe for you, you, you just lost a whole bunch of weight and you feel fit and and for the first time in your life you feel healthy physically but your marriage is falling apart or your kids don't even talk to you it's this dichotomy of life that we see right here in Acts chapter Acts chapter 9 in Acts chapter 8 the gospel is exploding Samaria is in revival magicians are coming to the Lord and getting disciplined and discipled Peter and John show up the Holy Spirit is poured out people are are bursting forth with spiritual gifts eunuchs are coming to know the Lord Africa is opening up to the gospel pre-Star Trek transporting into a new town is Philip. Meanwhile, Saul. So we can leave chapter 8 celebrating Philip, but man, as soon as we get to chapter 9, it's like, avoid Saul. The gospel is spreading and hate is spreading at the same time. And that's the dichotomy of life. These, these moments of meanwhile, let's call it that this morning, these moments of meanwhile. And so what I want to do today is I just want to go through chapter 9 and, and show you four things that can happen in your moment of meanwhile. Four things that can happen in your moment of meanwhile. Number one, here's the first thing I want you to see. In this moment of meanwhile, when all hell seems to be at work, God is at work too. Four things that happen in your, can happen in your moment of meanwhile when all hell seems to be at work. God is working too. You see, that's what, when we get into Acts chapter 9, we see that all the powers of darkness are being released against the story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
Do, do, do you see that? Saul, Saul has asked for letters to take, uh, to take with him so that he can imprison anyone that he finds who belongs to the way. That's the way Luke describes it in Acts chapter 9. Because, because the, the, the powers of evil, they see their demise, right? The church is born. The church is exploding. Cities are undergoing transformation. So if we're going to stop this thing, we got to stop it now. And Saul becomes the personification of darkness that's wanting to crush the resurrection story. Like, don't miss this. Don't, don't jump too, too, uh, too far into the book of Acts and skip over this reality. Saul is a killer. Saul is a cold-blooded killer. And he kills in the name of righteousness, which is one of the most dangerous kinds of killers. He, he is convinced that his, his, his argument is just. And he goes so far, now he's got legal permission to do his killing. And so his authority from the temple, it confirms his argument, and his argument justifies his actions. And so he is just this closed circle. You can't argue with him. You can't convince him otherwise. He knows what he's doing is right, and he is on the warpath. And so the disciples, they have no chance against Saul. But what Saul doesn't know is that, is that the road to Damascus has changed. See, he's on this road to Damascus with his letters in tow, but the road has changed. He, the road used to be his domain. But now the Lord has become the spirit of the road. Did you see that back in Acts chapter 8? God, God tells Philip to go, to the, go down and wait by the road going to Gaza. And so now we see God, God is, is, is um, inhabiting those spaces and those places. And now this road, this highway is now the, the space of the spirit of the Lord. And he's taking control of the road. He's already met the Ethiopian eunuch on the road. And now Saul's about to come face to face with Jesus on the road. Look at this, verses 3 and 4. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And just like that, just like that, a light flashes around Saul and he's blinded by the glory of heaven. He's, he's blinded. And, and what I want you to see today is, is that it might feel like you're in a moment of meanwhile and all hell may be coming against you and the clouds may be hanging over your life, but we serve a God who can stop the story mid-sentence and he can break into your life in a moment and blind all of the enemies that have come to attack you. You gotta see that. God decides when and where and how he's going to show up and display his glory for your good. So all hell might be coming against you in your moment of meanwhile, but our God is working too. We got to see that. And I want to tell you, man, I'm preaching to myself this morning. When, when we, we're, we're right here in the middle of July, and when you look back over your 2020, it might not have gone the way you had hoped. It hasn't gone the way I had hoped it would go back in January. 
but I want, I want you to hear me this morning. Look at me right here on the screen. What God spoke to you about your 2020, he is still God and he's still faithful. And if he promised it, he is going to fulfill the word that he spoke over your life. Come on. Look back over. Why don't you take a moment this morning and look back over the words that he spoke over your 2020. Did he give you a promise this year? And, and sometimes, listen, sometimes God just gives us a promise and we attach to the year. I know I've been guilty of that. But I also want you to know there's not an expiration date on your promise. I don't know what the next five and a half months hold for 2020, but I know who holds the next five and a half months. And he is faithful and he is going to come through and he is going to, he, he is going to deliver on what he promised, even if he doesn't deliver it on my timeline or your timeline. He's still God, and he's still at work. So come on, four things that can happen in your moment of, of meanwhile. Number, number two, transforming moments are still available. Transforming moments are still available. So here we go. Paul's on the road to Damascus. And he's, he's got one mission in mind. He's got one purpose in mind. He's going, to, he's going to find believers and he's going to persecute them. But he runs on the road. He runs smack dab right into Jesus. <laughs> he runs smack into Jesus. And listen, it's not ambiguous and it's not unclear and it's not difficult to follow. I, I mean, Paul knows he knows something different is going on. He knows something just happened. Look at this, verse 5. Who are you, Lord? <laughs> That's what Saul says. He says, he says, who are you, Lord? Like something has just happened. And look how Jesus responds to him. He says, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And, and I want you to know, man, in your moment of meanwhile, maybe that's what you need today. Maybe you need not, not some kind of religious, uh, religious exercise, but you need a revelation of the Son of God on the road that you're on right now. And I remember, man, my life is, is full of moments like that. Whether it was, whether it was being a preteen at the Crawley Creek Church of God, when, when I encountered Jesus in the middle of a, of a, of a choir singing and God just showed up and I surrendered my life to him, or whether it was in the middle of a chapel service in seminary where God broke in and reoriented my entire life, or whether it was just a few years ago sitting in a conference where God broke in and he spoke into my life and changed the trajectory again. God, God wants to encounter you on the road in your moment of meanwhile, and when Jesus speaks your name, let me tell you, everything shifts in a moment. That's been the crux of my religious experience for 40 years. These encounters, these encounters with divine glory. Let me just slow down here, man. Let me just slow down because I'm getting excited preaching to this camera, but I'm preaching to you. And, and, and there are these moments in his presence where everything changes. And I want you to know, like, that's the goal of our church. Like, that's why we exist as a church, is to, is to bring you into an encounter with the presence of God so that everything in your life can be changed in a moment. Because we are convinced, come on somebody, say amen if you believe me, we are convinced that one moment in the presence of God changes everything. 
Come on, if uh, nobody's here to amen me, so I'll just amen myself. Amen, Pastor Josh, that's good preaching. One moment in the presence of God can change everything about you. And even in the moments of meanwhile, transforming moments are still available. And those moments, those are, those are pivotal for every journey. Meeting Jesus face to face, I want you to know something. We're, we're all on a road to somewhere. We're all on a journey to somewhere. And Jesus is ahead of you on this road. And he's ready to meet you either for reassurance or for reassessment. Sometimes Jesus will meet you on the road just to remind you that you're on the right road. And sometimes he'll meet you on the road to, to get you to reassess the road that you're on, which is exactly what happens for Paul. Jesus shows up and he says, hey, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting there, bro. Come on. Like, like Saul, you're focused on the people, but the people have had an encounter with me. You're nervous about the resurrection story. Check out the scars, Saul. This thing's, not, this thing's not made up. I am the resurrection and the life. They're not your problem. I'm your problem, and I'm Jesus. Good to meet you. <laughs> and we don't know what happened, like what all happened in Saul's life in that moment, but we know that he gets saved, he meets Jesus, and his life is changed forever. And everything about him is different from that moment on, from this shocking seeing of the person of Jesus. But, 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 check this out. This is why I love this story. It's so good. Look at verse 8. Saul gets up from the ground. Saul got up from the ground. But when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. And I love this. I love this. Oh, gosh. I, I hope, come on, y'all, if everything in me, everything in me as, as, as the, the lead teaching pastor of Vertical Church, I hope we get this as a church because if we can get this next line, I'm telling you, it will change everything about our church and the next 10 years. Look, listen to me right here. Let's, let's slow down. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. Come on, do you remember what I just said? Our church, what is our church? Our church is about these, these transforming moments of encounter with divine glory. But sometimes when you, well not sometimes, every time when you meet Jesus, when you get up, you, you don't always have a clue what to do next. That's why you need someone to walk you by the hand into your future. And if that's not a picture of church discipleship, if that's not a picture of what I hope our church becomes over the next 10 years, uh, uh, leading people to a point of divine encounter and then taking them by the hand and walking them into their future, that is what we are about. Vertical Church, listen to me, we're about moments of encounter and about a lifestyle of discipleship. That's what we want to do. We want to lead you to an encounter with the presence of God, and we want to take your hand and walk with you into your new future. Amen. Amen. I am, whoo, come on. All right. Number three, four things that can happen in your moment of meanwhile. Number three, God wants to include us in his story. That's what we see here in this, in this passage. God wants to include us in his story. Verse 10, we meet a guy named Ananias. Verse 10, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. And that's what we know about him. That's it. That's all we know about him. He's a disciple, so he's a believer. 
evidently, as we read the story, he, he's, he's, he knows how to listen for the voice of Jesus, right? He's prepared to obey even when the, even when the, 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 the instruction seems ridiculously dangerous. He's ready to go, and he's ready to go with love, grace, and power. That's all we know about him. And here, but, but, but when I read this, I, here's what I see. God, God didn't need Ananias to blind Saul, but God chooses to use Ananias to restore Saul's sight. Let, let me say that again. God didn't need Ananias to blind Saul, but God chooses to use Ananias to restore Saul's sight which tells me that, that God wants to write us into his story. God, God wants us to play the role that he, has, that he has commissioned us to play. We all have a role in his story, and he wants to write you into it. But, but don't miss the fact that Ananias, Ananias isn't so sure about this. Look at this, verses 13 and 14. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man, and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. In other words, here's what I hear Ananias saying. Um, are you sure about that, God? God, are you sure? And I'm not. Are you sure? And here's the deal about God. God is a reassuring God, but he's often very short with his reassurance. Because God isn't God. God doesn't often coddle us into our purpose. Look at what verse fifteen the Lord says to Ananias: Go. <laughs> That's it. Go. Because I think we've confused God and Doctor Phil. I think we want God to be more like Doctor Phil. Like, like Lord, I'm really struggling with my purpose here. Can I? Can I? Can I have an hour on the couch and we'll talk about it and and parse it and really examine it? And, and God, I want to unpack what all of this means. Are you really sure, God? Let's unpack this. And God says, um, Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, let's go. Go. Like, like God will reassure us, but a lot of times it's not. It's not the kind of reassurance that we want. It's just, yeah, yeah. Real sure. Go, 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 go. Do what I said. Go. Carry, ca carry my name. Go. Speak that word. Go. Take my, take my gospel. And I'm so thankful that, that, that God, he doesn't, he, he doesn't need us, but he chooses us. And, and that's a picture of grace. And that's awesome. Talking about four things that can happen in your moment of meanwhile. The number, number three, God can choose to write you into his story. And the last one, the fourth thing is that the mission can still be seen in the meanwhile. The mission can still be seen in the meanwhile. Look at, look at the rest of verse 15, right? The Lord says to Ananias, go, and then look at this, for he is a chosen, talking about Saul, who eventually becomes Paul, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name. Don't miss that phrase before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. God says, God says, go, because, because this guy, Saul, Paul, he's going to carry my name. And, 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 and I want you to know something this morning. God's not trying to trip you up with his will and purpose for your life. God isn't in the business of, he, he's, not, he's a good, good father, not a confusing and strange father. That's not, how, that's not the lyric to the song, right? God's will for you isn't a needle in a haystack. Let, let, me, let me put it this way. 
Your purpose in life isn't what you do, but in whose name you carry. Your purpose in life isn't what you do, but whose name you carry. And come on, doesn't that make it simple? That simplifies it. Listen, God doesn't, God doesn't tell Paul, God doesn't tell Ananias, oh, here, here are all the places that, that this guy saw he's going to go. Here are all the sermons he's going to preach. Here are all the people he's going to meet, the letters that he's going to write. He, he's going to write all this stuff. It's going to be compiled into a huge chunk of the New Testament. No, no, no. He just says, this guy's job is to carry my name wherever he goes. Carry my name. And, and I want you to know that, that Saul's mission and purpose is your mission and purpose, and it's my mission and purpose, and that's to carry his name. It, it's incredibly simple. What does God want you to do with your life? He wants you to, whatever you do, whatever your passion is, carry his name wherever you go. Because we are, listen, we are phenomenal name carriers because we were created to be image bearers. We are phenomenal name carriers because we were created to be image bearers. We were created to carry a name, to carry an image, to bear an image to the world around us. Not our image, but his image. And if we don't carry his name, we'll carry somebody or something's name. A lot of us will carry our own name, trying to make something of ourselves, trying to be something, trying to prove something, trying to, trying to find acceptance and approval. from. And we'll carry our name. Some of us, look, you know, just spend a little time on social media. Some people will carry the name of their political party, and that's the name they're carrying in the world. Some people will carry a name of a religious ideology or, or, or a celebrity, or God forbid, they'll, they'll reduce their mission and purpose to carrying the name of some product. But, but we're phenomenal name carriers because we were created to be image bearers. And, and, and our mission can still be seen in the moments of meanwhile because our mission isn't a what, but a who. To carry his name wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever life brings our way, to carry his name. So come on, this morning, in your moment of meanwhile, what is it that you need to discover? In your moment of meanwhile, or do you feel like right now all hell is coming against you and you just need to see God at work in your life? Is that, as we get ready to go into one more worship song, is that where you're at today? Is that your moment of meanwhile that you need to see God working? You need to be reminded that God is working in your life. He's working to accomplish his purpose in your life, even though it feels like all hell has aligned against you. If so, come on, during this song, press in, worship, sing to God, invite his presence to come and make himself known to you right there where you're at, in your living room, in your car, in your kitchen, in your bedroom, wherever you're participating from. Is it, is it that, that you need to meet Jesus? Is that where you're at right now in your moment of meanwhile? that you need an encounter with the presence of Jesus. You need one of those moments, those transforming moments. Listen, that can happen during this next song. Press in. 
Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Encounter his goodness and grace and, 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 and see if he won't show up in a way that maybe you never expected him to right here at Church Online. Or, or is this moment, are you in a moment of meanwhile and God's trying to write you into his story? Is God aligning circumstances so that he can use you in this moment? Is that what's happening? If so, come on, press in during this song. Let him know, God, I'm available. I'm available to be used in your story however you see fit. Or, or the last one, number, number four, is God trying to remind you of his mission for your life? That he's called you for a purpose and he's given you an assignment to carry his name wherever you go. So even in this moment of meanwhile, you can still carry his name. Whatever it is, come on, during this next song, come on, let's make ourselves available to the Holy Spirit. What is he speaking to you right now and what do you need to do as a result? How do you need to respond to the Spirit of God and the grace of God that's coming to you right here and right now? Come on, let's sing this together. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.